Hey guys, it's Coach Megan, and welcome to this very special, serious, and vulnerable episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. Um, Today we're going to be talking about what's going on in our nation, and to be completely honest with you, I'm shaking (laughs) as I'm recording this just because I really, really want my heart to come across properly. I really want you guys to understand where I'm coming from and also where I'm not coming from. You guys know, um, hopefully by now, that loving one another and operating in unity is one of the most important things in the world to me. And so I hope that as you guys are listening, this might make you a little uncomfortable no matter who you are, what your background is. Um, And I hope it makes everyone a little bit uncomfortable in a good way. I think that this is a tremendous opportunity and a season for all of us to challenge where we're at, to gain different perspectives by talking to several different people, having real world conversations. And I hope that you guys can hear my heart of love behind this podcast today, um, but also just the warring that I think is going on in all of our spirits. And so um, sit back and listen to this episode of the podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. Um, Like I said, this is a very unique episode, and uh, I could very well break into tears as we're we're doing this today. Um, For those of you guys who are watching on video, I'm like literally shaking. (laughs) My hands are shaking. I'm not like faking that um, because this is really serious, and you guys know that I'm pretty even keel um, most of the time. But what's going on in our nation this week is uh, is really crazy, and it's not something to take lightly. Um, obviously, rightfully so. So many people are emotional, angry. I mean, insert feeling here, right? And uh, I just want to preface this by saying I understand the color of my skin. I understand um, that that makes me come into this conversation with a certain perspective. Um, but also hear my heart. I think if we only allow certain perspectives to be heard during this time, I think that we're missing the mark, aren't we? Because in order to unify all people, we need all perspectives, right? And while I will not be speaking from a firsthand perspective, because I can't, right? Um, I just want you guys to hear my heart of some some questions I'm going to pose today. Um, I'm not going to speak in any absolutes. I told this to my inner circle last night um, because obviously it's a very relevant topic and uh, we were discussing yesterday and, and a couple of my girls um, were asking, oh, well, Coach Megan, like, I want to know how to address this. Um, I want to know how to talk about this. Uh, you know, I actually kind of do want to talk about this because I love my girls. You know, they want to dive in and they're all ready to go. They're powerhouses. They're like, is this going to come up in pageants? And it was actually asked by one of my African-American clients. Um, and, you know, I, I hope rightfully so. I just looked at her and, and the Holy Spirit's so good um, because I said, you know, I don't think it's possible to have a full perspective in a matter of three days, four days. Um, and yes, I do want to talk about this, but also, um, in a little bit, who am I, who am I to tell, uh, people from a different background than me, um, 
how to feel, how to, how to respond. Right. So for everybody listening, um, and I'm like shaking. I just want you to hear my heart behind this of just like pure love and pure intentions. Um, that I, I don't think that we have to have it all together right now. I don't think that we have to know how we feel. Um, and I think if we think that we do, we, we still have a lot more discovery, um, to go on a journey with. So I've committed myself to that. Um, today at the time of this recording is actually my best friend in the entire world, uh, of literally since we were five, her birthday. Um, she's a beautiful African Nigerian queen. I love her so much. And, uh, I just want to dedicate this podcast to all of my black friends, all my African friends, um, excuse me, who have been such dear family members to me my entire life. Um, I, I can't imagine how many of you are feeling right now. And also, I just want people to know that regardless of your political background, we, we need love more than ever right now. And I think some people are a little jaded at that term of thinking, oh, well, how is love really going to do anything? Well, because if, if people are operating out of love, this crap doesn't happen, right? It's impossible to love and to hate at the same time. It's impossible. Um, it says that darkness can't dwell with light, just like God can't dwell with sin. And uh, I love the scripture that says, before you were formed, and this like is going to make me cry, but <laughs> before you were formed... I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. And um, just my heart goes out to all the people who feel like maybe God doesn't love them or doesn't know them um, in this season. And while I do think that the media has blown some things, you know, they can distort whatever they want right now. That's the world that we live in. Um, The fact is, is that what happened to George Floyd is absolutely unquestionably the worst and most overt example of police brutality uh, that we've had. And I also think that God is, God brings things to light that need to be brought to light um, because he cares for his people. And so uh, today, I just want you guys to hear my heart that this is not a political stance. I just want to talk through things. And honestly, this is just a mechanism for me to even get some words out. I've been trying to be really careful about what I say and what I don't say on social media um, because I do understand the color of my skin and how that might make some people feel. Um, but if you know me, if you know me at all, um, you know that I'm a person who sees and celebrates people for their, their uniqueness and their differences. Um, I was just on a call yesterday with somebody um, who is actually struggling with that and, and has felt... Um, like they didn't fit in because they're of a multicultural background themselves. They're mixed. And uh, she's stunning. Oh my gosh. Like I wish I looked like her when I was a teenager. And uh, it's just such a beautiful conversation to be able to help people every day for a living to realize why they are so incredibly beautiful inside and out and unique. And so again, from a, a foundational place of this conversation, I hope that each and every one of you can hear my heart that, uh, if you know Megan Swanson, hopefully you know that I want to draw out and celebrate every single bit of why God created you to be unique. Your personality, your skin color, your eye color, uh, the way that you navigate change, the way that you, where you were born, right? What city you were born in. Are you a country person or a city folk? You know, we have so many different attributes about ourselves that need to be celebrated. 
it literally breaks my heart to see people feel like they don't belong or can't belong or can't have opportunity. Um, when I dream about the onstage questions that hopefully I'll be asked in the top five at Miss USA, I hope to God that they ask me questions about women and about diversity and about like just the uniqueness of people and what I think about that because, and this again makes me cry. I told y'all this is going to be just a vulnerable thing for me. But last night, um, when my clients were asking me that, I just, I, I broke down and I just said, I don't have an answer. I don't have any, how could I have an answer in three days? You know, um, how could I have an answer in three days? And I I told them, I said, you know, the reason why I'm taking so long to ponder this and to formulate an opinion is because when, when I visualize, you know, this is affecting me on a personal level, going to Miss USA later this year, and it's going to be around, you know, election time and it's an election year and anything goes. And, um, you know, first Corona and now this, and who knows what else is coming down the pipeline. But I just said, I want you guys to know that um, I take this so seriously that when I observe myself, and this is what I did for Miss Nebraska too, when I observe myself answering questions or I observe myself in the interview room, um, I carry all the hearts of the women that I get to coach every day with me. I think of their stories. I think of their faces. I think of the struggles that I get to be intimately involved in. I think of all the teens and the the misses and my former clients who have gone on to do just incredible, incredible things. Um, I carry all those with me. I'm a protective challenger. (laughs) That's my personality. God made me to be a mother and a coach, (laughs) Uh, almost to a fault where you're going to get my advice even if you don't want it because I see, I really try and just see people how God created them. Um, I'm not perfect at it, but, and I get angry over things. Believe me, I'm an eight. Um, but I really, I feel like God's given me a gift to see people as God sees them. Not perfectly, right? But that's my intention at all times. And so I just broke down yesterday because I said, you know, like it, I, I have this overwhelming weight on me that every word that comes out of my mouth, I consider myself to be representing my people, my clients, my girls who I love so much. And, um, I think things can look really polished on the outside. Um, things can look like we title holders have it all together. Um, but we're real people too, you know, and I just encourage people in this season. Um, I wanted to say a couple of things and I have a bunch of notes I haven't even gotten to. But I think about even like the black box that we posted on Tuesday, and I'm just going to be real with you guys. I really struggled with that for most of the day. Um, A, because I'm a challenger. I don't like to do it. I don't like to do things mainstream of what anyone else is doing. But also because I was processing, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but I was processing, well, why in the world does posting a black box make me no longer racist or an anti-racist, which is a new term now? Why can't I be judged by my character and by everything else I've posted on social media for seven years and who I am as a person and by everyone who knows me, why does just posting a black box prove anything? And why does not posting a black box make someone a racist? 
which I saw a lot of on Tuesday. And that hurt my heart because I was like, yo, aren't we missing the point? Like that's calling other people out because they, they don't follow a social media trend doesn't mean anything. Okay. It could maybe, but if they haven't shown you that they're blatantly a racist in other times, why are you all of a sudden turning on a brother and sister who probably is just processing? Okay. On Tuesday, and I I struggle to say this, Tuesday was the four-year anniversary of my company. Tuesday was the four-year anniversary of Powerhouse, and I was so distracted, you know, and just hurt and trying to process everything that was going on. I, like, forgot it was even our anniversary, which, again, that's not what it was about that day. Like, I know no one else cares, but uh, it was just really difficult because I felt like, rightfully so, you know, it wasn't the time and place to celebrate something that was about me. Like, it, it's not. It's not at all. I totally get it. But um, when we go as far as to start imploding on other people, and again, I get it. Like, we're all emotional. We should be. Like, I'm emotional right now. You know, I, I get it, you guys. Like, rightfully so. But when we turn that emotion to tear down others, what are we doing? How is that, how is that empowering the lives of black people? How is that empowering anybody when we're just sitting here yelling at other people and putting things in the comments that are just so destructive and hateful and mean? I don't get what that's doing. And again, I understand. I understand where the emotions are coming from. But at the end of the day, do those emotions trump how we treat people? Do those emotions supersede the values of kindness and what being a mature leader means, which means being able to disagree with somebody, blatantly, obviously disagree with someone, and still love them, and still set boundaries, um, and still not people please. You know, you don't have to just be politically correct to please somebody. But if we lose the values of kindness and respect, just because somebody didn't post a black box on Tuesday, or didn't do something that we thought that they should do. How do we know that they're not processing, that they're not like spending the day mourning or journaling or cleaning up their city or peacefully protesting, you know, or doing other amazing things or donating or what have you? And I think that we miss the point when our emotions supersede our level of, I don't want to say character because that's not that's not fair, but momentarily supersede treating people with kindness and respect, okay? So, like I said, what spurred this entire thing is absolutely, unquestionably, the worst thing I've ever seen and so blatantly wrong. There isn't another perspective. There isn't another way to spin it. There isn't no, oh, you haven't heard the other side of the story. No, it's terrible. It's wrong. It's horrible. It's 100%, 100% wrong in every single way, okay? And rightfully so, thank God, all those people are going to jail. Uh, and I don't know about you, but it ticks me off that former officer Derek had 18 other questionable accounts, 18, and only two of them had mediocre like slap on the wrist. That pisses me off. 
And it should make you mad too. It should. It's wrong. So rightfully so, those people are getting charged. Um, It's horrible. But what I'm also not okay with is the fact that a veteran um, retired black police officer was shot by one of the rioters, 77 years old, served in the force forever, right? Doing tons of good for African-Americans and gets shot in one of these riots. Is that, what what kind of justice is that? Is that justice? You know, and and I, I say this with the most respect and the most love and kindness in all the world, so please hear my heart on this. But if we are going to say that Black Lives Matter, where do we draw the line? I believe that all Black Lives Matter, whether you're a police officer, whether you're a peaceful protester, whether you're an innocent person walking down the street, no matter who you are, where you are, okay, your life matters. All of our lives matter. God formed you and knew you and had a purpose for your life before you were even born, before you were even conceived, before you were even a thought in your mom and dad's mind. I just think that's the coolest thing in the entire world. And so I'm challenging people. I think one of the ways that we can grow as a society is to make sure that in this season that we're also supporting the black police officers who are probably scared crapless right now because they feel like they need to apologize for the profession that they chose to protect and serve, probably because they saw a lot of the injustices that were going on in the black community. Like, more power to you. You're amazing. You know, that that takes guts. That takes cojones to, to be able to say, hey, I realize the... I don't want to say bias. I want to, I realize the perspective in African-American culture on police officers, but guess what? Um, I want to be an advocate for, for my people. I think that's incredible. I think that is heroic. And I just, I want that to be celebrated too, you know? And as a small business owner, um, we've had a lot of stuff going on in Omaha this week and, um, some crazy stuff, right? But as a small business owner, I can't imagine somebody feeling justified. And again, this is this is the not the majority of protesters, okay? This is a small group of people, and some of them absolutely are paid. It's wild, right? So the people who are most often acting crazy are not the ones who actually really care about the issues. So let me just set that as a precedent. Totally understand that. But if I know that, again, I've worked for four years, um, and many have worked decades longer than me who have worked really, really hard on their businesses. And it breaks my heart to see, um, I saw a video yesterday of some of these black-owned businesses that are getting looted and rioted and broken into. Guess what? I don't know if y'all know this, but rioting is not covered under insurance. And it it makes me so angry, if I'm being honest, to see people who say, oh, well, well their insurance will cover it. They'll be fine. Okay, so you're saying that these people who have worked tooth and nail to build these businesses that employ so many people and diverse groups of people, okay? People are losing their jobs. People are losing their ability to make income, especially after coronavirus. People are losing their opportunity. They can't even get to work, you know, or whatever because their place of business was burned down or broken into. And gosh, I just was crying the other day because I saw this African-American man who's probably in his 60s who 
was ticked off trying to stop these rioters from coming into his place of work. And he's like, what the heck? How does this make any sense? How are, how are you getting justification for African-Americans when I'm an African-American, you know? And I was like, bro, you're right. This makes sense, right? And so it's just really tough. And then we see other things. This is the age of media, which is why, you guys, I believe that individual conversations, be really careful of how you judge somebody else on social media. I, I really think, you guys, that a lot of people are trying. I really do. You know, Camille posted something on the Miss America Instagram yesterday at the time of this recording, and people were just bashing the crap out of her. Um, and who knows if even Miss America was the one who wrote it. And gosh, I just, I really think we need to ask ourselves, do you really think that people posting things, like for example, what Miss America posted yesterday, do you really think they, they went out and they said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to post something that's ignorant, that's white privilege, dare I say, that's negatively intended. Do you really think, do you really, can you honestly say to yourself that people post things and say, yep, you know what? I have terrible intentions, so I'm going to do this. I have terrible intentions, so I'm not going to post the black box. I have terrible intentions, so I'm going to say this. I, I really, I really, really think that most people are good hearted and most people are probably, yeah, maybe a little ignorant, right? So let's have conversations. Let's challenge each other in a healthy and loving way. And guess what? Love sometimes looks like collision. Sometimes love looks like collision where we have to say, hey, we disagree on this, but I, I love you enough that I want to hear your perspective. And I want to hear what you've been through. And I want to hear, I want to see the world through your lens to expand my territory, maybe a little bit outside of the suburbs that I was raised in, right? Or the country that I was raised in. I just think that that's so healthy. And I don't think that we're properly equipped with that. Um, in society because things can be so um, separated sometimes, you know? Um, and that's why I really think in this season that that true conversations are an education, are the, the pathway to victory and are the pathway forward, right? Ugh, it just, it makes me so sad because I really want to see progress, but I think that social media specifically, while it's helped in a lot of ways, has also convoluted and confused and muddied and clouded the narrative. Um, for example, you could see a video or a picture of bricks on the side of the road. And at any given time, depending on who you follow, you're going to see some people saying, oh, look, the police put them there. They hate us. They don't, you know, they want to throw that at us. They want to throw them at the businesses and blame it on us. And then other people, you're going to say, oh my gosh, look, the insert, uh, <laughs> political side here they put them there and they're trying to make the police look bad and they're giving these to the looters and rioters right and so we look on social media how are we supposed to discern what the truth is how the heck are we supposed to discern what the background is but yet we allow our lens to drive the narrative forward and basically pick a side right so all that to say there's a lot of work to be done um I'm so glad that there is peaceful protesting. I'm so glad that there are people banding together and, and rising up um, to affect and enact change. I do think that we have a ways to go in terms of diversity. Um, you know, I, I was watching a sermon yesterday of this amazing African-American man who goes around and teaches in theological seminaries and churches and things of that nature, universities. 
And he talked about how when he was in um, theological seminary school, but also in his consulting, that all the time people are like, how do we make church more diverse? How do we make this more diverse? And he said, and this was really interesting, and maybe you don't agree with this, that's totally okay. But he said, you know, I don't think that we need more diversity committees. I think that we, he goes, I think that when I went through seminary, there wasn't a single book written by an African-American or a person of color. There wasn't a single one. And so it was impossible to have a narrative outside of the white narrative. And I was like, wow, that is so good. That's so valid. And he talked about how we just need to have a, a culture from the top down where several different names and faces and shapes and sizes and backgrounds need to be represented around the table. And I totally agree with that. I, I think it's so beautiful. Like, I don't know about you guys, but and maybe this is just me the way that I'm wired, but I think that diversity is one of the most beautiful things in the entire world. I am so jealous of my sister-in-law with olive skin who can go outside and tan in about five seconds, right? I'm so jealous of my boyfriend of German descent who can go outside and, and tan in about five seconds, but I'm also proud of my Danish Swedish heritage, which burns like a lobster in the sun and you know, I hope to go to my homeland one day where I can go to the little country of Denmark and Sweden and, and see where I come from. You know, I think that's awesome. I also think it's amazing that my best friend in the entire world is, I always call her my Nigerian queen because she is. And I think she's the most incredible human being in the entire world. And I think her skin color is beautiful. And I think it's amazing that she doesn't want to get tan, right? I'm so jealous of that. And there's so many other wonderful things. If you look at my post today, um, that I admire about her, her kindness, her joy, her ability to transform a room. Literally, I've seen it happen thousands of times. Her ability to transform a room into like, <laughs> this makes me cry, like into just a house of joy. The way that she's been there for me through my life so many times, so many times. Um, the ups and downs of life and today's her birthday. <sighs> like without her, I just... I don't know who I would even be, to be honest. She's, she's held up my arms when I was so tired. She's held up my arms so many times. Um, Tony and Miguel, my best guy friends who live in Kansas City, they've been my buddies um, since we met at show choir camp when I was 16 years old. And now I'm 27. We've been friends for 11 years. We see each other once or twice a year. And they're part of the family. You know, they've slept at my house. Um, my parents have welcomed all of them in with open arms. That's just who we are as people. And I just, for me, it's really hard to understand that people couldn't be that way because I literally don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I don't get how somebody could treat someone differently because of the color of their skin. Like, that's as idiotic to me as treating somebody differently because their eye color or because you get tan and I don't or because you have long hair and I have short hair like or you're short and I'm tall I don't get it I, I fundamentally can't understand and so all I know is I'm trying to do what I can to be loving and I just want to encourage people um there's going to be a lot that continues to happen on social media but don't treat people's what, I, what I'm not okay with is people saying well if you're silent we know where you stand is that really fair? I mean, here's the deal. I do believe that where your heart is, your your action follows. Um, but we also know how many times have you really, really cared about something, but 
but, uh, and you've loved it, right? I think of how many people I'm coaching to start a business, right? Or do stuff for pageant prep. And they tell me they really, really, really care about it. They've cried over it. You know, they, they want to do this. Business is a great example, but there's just that fear. There's that self-doubt. There's that fear of failure, fear of success. There's all these different things that go on that keep somebody from doing that, even though they really, really, really care about it because it's their internal world of stuff that they're still working through, okay? So I want to encourage all of you guys to be really careful to judge during the season and just to be really careful to understand. I'm going to be really careful to watch my words and to understand and to grow my perspective. I'm reading, I'm donating, I'm learning, I'm journaling, I'm doing things like this, really trying my best to put the best foot forward and to speak in a an unbiased way the much as much as I can but also we have to understand that everybody does have a lens and a framework that they were born with through their influences through their parents through their schooling through their lifestyle through the ways that they've they've traveled through what they've seen who their friends are we all carry that right and so it's going to take time it's going to take a second to for people to learn right just like you can't read a book in a day your life can't be transformed. Some of these things that that God might be trying to help us unearth in us and change and mold and shape right now um, may not happen and change overnight, but it doesn't mean that people aren't trying. So if you see people post on social media, some people are going to be really, really loud and that's awesome. But some people are internal processors who need time. I think about the nines of the world, right? Or certain personality types like fives who just introvert into themselves, even eights like me who naturally introvert into ourselves when we're stressed and when we need stress and security. It doesn't mean that we don't care, okay? And people could be silently doing so many things, right? Somebody without even an Instagram could be a multimillionaire donating towards a cause that they care about and you may never hear about it, okay? So let's just be really careful to not cast the first stone, um... And if you have a question about something, message someone privately in a loving way. Um, And if you have an opinion about something, there have been, there's somebody who messaged me the other day and just said, hey, I really don't think that you should be posting on your stories today. And I was just unaware that Blackout Tuesday was a thing. It was early in the morning. It was before people were really posting anything. And so I just said, thank you so much. I hear you. And I, and I understand where you're coming from. Right. And from that point, I have a choice whether to take something down or keep it up and nobody should, um, police me, for lack of a better term, for that choice, but we can still seek to understand, right, and and have a conversation about that and be mature adults of how we self-govern, and I think that that's a huge point too, you know, like with everything going on, um, it's a tough thing. It's a really tough thing because, yeah, we have curfews and they suck and they're weird and like, <laughs> you know, with even my relationships and people in my life, I'm like, oh, I can't even see my family because, I get off work at seven and it's a 20 minute drive. And even though I am or am not protesting, you know, whatever, we have to be home by eight. Um, And guess what? You may not agree with your mayor or your governor or whatever. But at the end of the day, I really, really think that people are trying. I really think that people are trying. And, you know, your mayors and your governors are trying to protect as many people as they can, which includes protesters, which includes small business owners, which includes police officers. And, um, And if you don't agree with that, then awesome. That's why we have things like the mayor hotline and you can go and hopefully get in contact with your local officials and you can enact change that if you feel like it should be done a different way or a better way, that's where we live in America, where you have the power to make that change. And I think that that's beautiful. The fact that we have that kind of freedom, right? 
to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, to freedom of speech, to all these different freedoms that unify us that I don't think that we should forget in this season. So um, did I even get to my notes? Didn't even look at them, right? (laughs) But that's why you write them out ahead of time. And then you see um, where the Holy Spirit's leading. But anyways, um, I just hope that you guys hear my heart. I want to say this. It's an election year and things are going to continue to get crazier and crazier. Don't think that (laughs) the the foot's going to come off the gas. Um, And so just have your head in a swivel. Keep having conversations. Um, Make sure that you are following the routines of your life, like I've talked about a million times, your morning routine, you know, getting enough sleep, taking care of yourself, working out to to de-escalate some stress and have your God time in the morning, you know, spend time reading and and learning and growing and and having conversations and surrounding yourself with people that you love and that you want to get to know better. Last night on our inner circle, we talked about connection circles and how to um, diversify your friend group with different kinds of people who meet different needs in your life, like a friend to go shopping with and a friend to go to movies with and a friend that you can process things with every couple weeks over coffee, you know, and making those things kind of official partnerships in your life um, rather than kind of fluid things and um, encouraging all of us, that was our homework, to really fill those seats in your life with different kinds of people. And um, I'm doing that in my own life as well. And it's kind of weird to (laughs) ask new people to be your friend when you're an adult, right? (laughs) But it's a really great exercise. And I just want to leave you guys with this. Remember that I really believe that true love is being able to love people through conflict, through adversity, um, through differences of opinion. And it also means not people-pleasing. And it also means setting boundaries that are for your own health, but it doesn't mean blocking out everything that disagrees with you. It doesn't mean getting offended and canceling everybody around you that doesn't agree with you because I think that's how we stop our progress. That's why some of these things are happening in the first place, right? Is because we just protect ourselves um, and we think that by listening to a different opinion, it means that we're accepting that opinion. And I just want to remind you that it doesn't. Um, that just hearing people and listening to other opinions doesn't mean that they have power over you. And that's coming from an eight who hates being controlled at all costs and feels controlled very easily. Okay. So I promise you, um, it's healthy and, um, that's where we need the guiding of the Holy Spirit as well to be able to just help you with, okay, I have this information now, Holy Spirit, help me discern how am I feeling about this? What should I feel about this? Like, what should I do about this? Should I stay still or is it a time to run? Is it a time to go? Um, There's a season for everything and the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth as you seek him. And uh, it says that he'll, the Bible says that when you fix your eyes on him, he'll give you perfect peace. And that perfect peace surpasses all understanding, which will guard your heart and your mind, which I think is so beautiful. So if you need your heart guarded, and your mind guarded right now. The Holy Spirit is there for you. He's there to be the answer to your prayers. Um, and I just hope that this was a beautiful discussion for us to have from the the best heart and the best perspective that I could have possibly mustered up. You guys, I put so much thought and effort into this. Um, and like I said, if you rewind this back to the beginning, literally shaking because I just I just so care about my like loving heart to come across so badly so badly and my heart just 
it's like this big sensor. I don't know if you guys have felt this, but it's just like this big sensor that's just like feeling everything. And as somebody who naturally is a thinker, not a feeler, for me to be like feeling all these emotions is really, really overwhelming because it's like, it's like I have a CPU uh, computer processor that can process like 10 gigs of data per second, but the world is coming at me with 20 gigs of data per second. That's like the best way I can describe it. And you guys are probably feeling something similar. So um, take meaningful breaks from social media. I had to do that yesterday and just kind of clear my head for a day. Doesn't mean disassociate from what's going on, but just again, set those boundaries for your life. Um, and then tune back in and then tune out if you need to, and then tune back in, you know, but just boundaries are going to be really important. And don't forget to take care of yourself during the season because you matter. Every single one of you matters. Um, and I hope that we can come together to build a better America where everyone feels safe and protected and loved and cherished and valued and equal. So love you guys. And I'll see you next week. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of season two of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Megan. As always, you can follow me at Megan underscore Swanson. You can DM us to join our email list. You can follow us at Powerhouse Pageantry or at the Powerhouse Project. And I'm so excited to get to continue to pour into your life spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. Wow, that's a mouthful. In this beautiful year of 2020, never forget your worth, stand up for what you believe in, and allow your spirit to stand up on the inside of you to show you who you really are. Have a great day.